so pretty clean Yeah, bands and nights are full energy Fun bed right here, cause they're my enemies Live and like, rate and review Your own sons and AB, couple guests too We got them with a trophy, went overdue Now we do the double, make it deja vu It's a move, London ting, girl, but it's only on the wing Harry's one of her own island in He's only got one E, but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking Where the shells side, where the shells side Where the shells side's what we sing Where the shells side, where the shells side Now it's a new London thing Hello and welcome to the Shelf Side Podcast, episode 21. Um, Happy birthday you know, to us. No, 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 you know, we've got to sing. No, no, we've got to sing. We've got to sing. Nah, you know, your Stevie just, Wonder on. Listen, your, the, first, candle, the, ca- the candle's burning. Do you know what? Currently, yeah, if I sing, yeah. people will then know if my speaking voice matches my singing voice. And that can be <laughs> problematic for a lot of people. Do you see what I mean? It's, it's like, all an illusion. Yeah, it, I, I don't want to confirm with the night. What I'm saying is that when I sing, yeah, I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. But, um, but no, it episodes, sounds like you put a sock in your pants. Is that what you're telling me? I'm just, I'm listen, that's, first of all, <laughs> you know what, let's leave that alone. Let's leave that alone. But what I will say, yeah, what I will say is uh, my dulcet tones are not limited only to my speaking voice. No hype. I'm going to leave it at that. Believe it okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so 21, listen, 21 episodes, it's actually flown by really quickly, but um, here's to another 21, man. Here's to another 21. So um, yeah, it's good. It's good indeedy, stuff. Indeedy, indeedy. So all new listeners, welcome. We're 21 years old today, 21 episodes deep. All our regular listeners, thank you for rejoining. And all of those that dip in and out, just stay for a while. Just stay. We give you good content. I mean, we're talking about news last week. Socks in pants this week. <laughs> Five-star five content for five-star reviews, guys. That's how it works. Um, we've got a lot to we've got a lot to get through, and Tottenham have been busy, man. Tottenham have been busy. It's been a bit mad. So I'm gonna just throw some stuff at you, Andrew. Do you know what I mean? You're just gonna have yeah, to, let's like, do it. Let's to do it. Okay. So first of all, we signed uh, one of the biggest, best strikers in the world, in Alex Morgan, for the women's team. She is a World Cup winner. She's a seasoned vet. She's played at Lyon. She's played Seattle Sanders women. Um, and now she's come to Tottenham. Now, this is a massive, massive deal um, for the women's team. Like, this is like... Yeah, I think it's actually bigger than when we signed um, Klinsman. Like, when we convinced a player of his calibre to come to Tottenham. This is huge. And I think it shows Tottenham have a real statement of intent. Not only for the men's game, but globally. I think Tottenham are just trying to build the brand on a different level, man. Elaine there, Amazon... Documentary was one thing, but signing Alex Morgan. I mean, I don't even know how we convinced her to sign, to be honest with you. But anyway, um, she's here. She's here. She's looking to do big things. Um, yeah, so um, big, big signing, yeah. man. Massive signing. I mean, you touched on it. Everything you said, I co-signed that because I think we're seeing the genius of the businessman leaving now. The Amazon thing, we didn't really like it, weren't sure, but it's that global brand that making us at the epicenter of football in this country, the stadium, everything, showcasing the Skywalk and all of those stuff that he's doing is just immense. And this signing, yeah, it's it's bigger than the Klinsman signing. Um, Alex Morgan was the golden girl of the ladies' team until Rapina obviously scored the goals in the final. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and I it's think mad she's their record scorer as well. Yeah, yeah, and she and and the crazy thing is that she's doing it for the best international side in the world. So it's like on every level, she's not just like killing it somewhere in minor. She's killing the biggest stage, the biggest team. So yeah, it's a big, yeah. big signing, man. And I think it's um, it's representative of massive strides being made in the transfer window. So obviously, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll know that we signed Bregion. Um, yeah, good signing. That's actually that's really a fantastic exciting. signing. Really exciting. I mean, the only hamper is about the buyback clause. But to be honest, I'll think about that later. Right now, he's a Tottenham player for the next two years at the very least, and he is a very exciting prospect. He kind of presents the opportunity that we discussed in the previous pod about us changing our shape, which is cool. Um, very potent, very pacey, very powerful. Um, I'm sure his defence will get better under the tutelage of Ledley King and Mourinho. Loads to be excited about there. And then, of course, there's that little-known player, Gareth Bale, returning back. Who? What's who? Who did you say? Gar- Gareth Gary Gazabel. Never heard of him. Some guy plays on the left, anyway. Was he playing on the right? Who knows? I don't know. He's won a, couple, won a couple of Champions League um, medals, won the Liga title. Um... Yeah, he's pretty decent. He's, he's got a decent left foot. But I know the guy. He, he scored an overhead kick in the final, didn't he? That's the guy you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not Manzuki, it's the other one. <laughs> so, so Bell's back, and that that adds a whole other level of potency to our attack. And it's something to be excited about. Um, he's injured, and you know he's going to. We're looking at a return game against West Ham in October, but still. Even if, even if he doesn't on my birthday, running. sorry, on my birthday, yeah, just letting everyone know that's on yeah, my yeah, obviously, obviously your birthday. Everyone knows your birthday is well for the time. <laughs> so. Um, so I think I think it's just great to have him lift the spirits of the team. I think having a signing, like a lot of players have said in the past, a lot of um, players said that when you get a new signing in um, in the team of that caliber, it really raises the spirits of the dressing room. Everyone kind of knows. Um, they know kind of the standards have been set. Everyone needs to step up a little bit. They've got someone, a proven winner in this dressing room. There's been a lot of talk, right? There's been a lot of talk. Oh, Tottenham, do you have enough winners? Do you have any leaders? Like, this goes to answer a lot of that. And it just shows, you know, that Levy is doing bits um, in this in this transfer window. Um, there's no can, I add, can I add something to that point yeah, that you made about leaders, proven winners? I'm just going to say, we could roll out a side with the captain of the Ivorian national team, the captain of the England national team, the captain of the Welsh national team, the captain of the South Korean national team, the captain of the World Cup winning French national team. Leaders. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And winners now. Yeah, yeah. And, and so really, we've got, we've got right now, it looks like we've got um, leaders and winners on the pitch. We've got a a proven serial winner in um, in the dugout. So let's just see how far we can push this stuff, man. So, yeah, it's been a busy transfer window and it looks like there are more signings to come, but we'll, um, we'll leave that for another day. Um, after seeing those transfers come in, we went to play Southampton. Um, Southampton... Before, no, before Southampton, you're jumping ahead. What Locomotive Plotiv. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. That was a fucking <laughs> crap show, wasn't it? So not only, not only was that like a dreadful game to watch for the first 80 minutes. 
the stream also like broke down, so there's hard <laughs> the to see. The stream, not even there. just the stream. People might like, think you're yeah, watching yeah. illegal TV. It was the actual broadcast. The they broadcast, say it wasn't yeah, them. Yeah, to be honest, the yeah, actual it was the broadcast. broadcast was it was the broadcast. Now, because that game was, I mean, it was a while ago now, but um, I'd like to kind of get your get your take on. Uh, let's face it, the main story out of this game was the fact that Nombele may have played himself in the contention after that game. What did you? How, how would you sum up his performance? So his performance was what we expect of him. He, I don't, he didn't start the game. He came no. on and changed the game, changed the pace, forward passing, as we always comment on. He did that early, quick um, passing, incisive passing to feet, five or ten yards, what we know we've been missing and what we know we need in order to unlock teams. And obviously there was, there was stubborn side. We, we had opportunities, should have had a penalty, hit the bar, <clears throat> wasted some other opportunity, excuse me. But it's one of those typical performances away from home against lesser side where they sit back, dig the hills in, take the lead, and then you think, 12 minutes left, oh shit. So he did what he needed to do. His goal is testament to that. He started the move, quick one-twos, went into the box, the cross came in. I'm not sure if he miskicked it, if he was trying to pass I don't, it. But you know, t- I don't actually think he miskicked it. I thought he, I just thought he thought he'd missed. You know, well, he, he felt did, it was going wide because it was on yeah, his left. And yeah, angle, maybe, the ball yeah. came in and he cushioned it right away. And those yeah. ones, it's like, it's snapped. So you know that if you hit it right, it's going straight to the bottom corner. But because it, it's so easy, it's so easy to get that one wrong. So I think he just was, I think his, his reaction was like, oh crap, I fluffed it. Yeah, yeah he, something he like it, that. So. Yeah, we put it back where the ball came from, which is what they say to do with headers, right? So the keeper was going the other way. He didn't have much pace on it. It tucked in the bottom corner. It was a very good finish um, in reality. And then, obviously, that was the winner because Kane had scored the penalty to um, equalise. So not a great performance. Got the job done. I say, playing back home, let's move on because we've already moved on. All right, so you see him, you see him now. Like he, He's obviously, he, uh, he kicked on. He scored... Changed the game, arguably, so he was given a start against Southampton. Now, Southampton was a tricky game, I felt, because at the beginning, like, no, for 44, the first 45 minutes, despite us having two goals chalked off, they were much better than us. They were fluid, they were running the channels, there was intelligent movement, so it was giving our centre-backs a lot of trouble. People didn't really know what to do with Danny Ings. He took his goal really, really well. He took his goal really well. Um, and we were kind of, we were also non-existent in midfield. Like, Hoiberg was kind of struggling to go between trying to set the tempo of the game and then also breaking up play. So I finally got caught in between those two roles, um, which made it difficult, which made it difficult. But um, like so many of Mourinho's teams have been in the past, he sets them up to be resilient, right? And then he needs those moments of magic from his attacking players to do the damage. And that's pretty much what happened here because one move from Dombele changed everything. He was in a position where he had two players at his back. He uses great core strength to bounce off Bodied. one player. Bodied. I think, was it Wood was it, was it Prowse that he moved first? He shifted first? No, Rome- Romeo. I thought Romeo was one he, he turned his bun off against. There's someone who tried he, to take the ball off him and he shoulder barges him first. That was Romeo. That was Romeo. Okay, fine. And, and then he's, he's the other guy he was before then. Prowse. 
Parcival, no, he doesn't Romeo, he put on the Romeo, he put on the floor with a yeah. shoulder. And Parcival's then... the guy who thought he had. He, he tried to be a Billy Big Bigelow and take the ball off um, the money, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm not having it." And exactly. then he gives you he gives you a double drag back, and he's gone. He looks up, yep. and in one movement, shifts the ball out to Leicester Kane. Incisive, pass so quick, with pace. so quick, and then Kane with pace into position. Yeah. Exactly. Then Kane looks up one time, finds Sonny. And to be honest, Son had a lot to do still, I thought. Yes, slightly finish. over It wasn't easy. Yeah, it wasn't easy at all. But the guy took care of it nicely. He took care of it nicely. And um, we went in 1-1. So, it transpires now that it was always the plan to take Ndombele off at half-time. Because, Which makes uh, yeah, sense yeah. when you think yeah. about it, right? It, does, it, make it does make sense. And I think maybe... I'm beginning to believe Mourinho in the sense that if Dombele didn't have that yellow card, maybe he would have kept him on for another 10, 20 minutes, potentially, because you cannot take a man off after that move that he did. That was the biggest hockey assist you're going to see so far this season, for me. I mean, that was almost that was almost a hot take, but when he said so far this season, it's like, that kind of took it down a notch there. I, I haven't seen all the games this season, so I had to kind of caveat it, but it was... One of the best hockey assists you're going to see, without doubt. Like the movement, the strength, the movement, the pass. It, you know what it did? It broke. <clears throat> excuse me. It broke a defensive line. It killed their midfield. Left the space open. Hit a running Kane, which was uh, who was able then to hit a first time through ball, which then killed the back line. Right, and that's what you need, and that's what he gives you. So to see him. And I think I tweeted about this. I think I tweeted literally before he did that, that he's coming off at halftime. And let's not be surprised when Mourinho does it. And then he does that. And I'm still like, hmm, really? Is he going to do it? And then he did it. And I think we were in uproar. The Twitter sphere were in uproar. Spurs Twitter were going mental. Um, But then we ended up winning 5-2. So it was like, was Mourinho right? But like you said, it was prearranged. Gio's coming back. He's not quite up to fitness, Dombele, so let's dovetail them. And what it means for the Spurs faithful is we've yet to see our dream midfield of Hoybier, Lo Celso and Dombele start again. Yeah, it hasn't come in yet, but it does also give hope for it heading that way, which is encouraging for me. Like It shows that this is what the plan is. It's what the great plan is, um, and hopefully that's where we end up. So this is the first time in Premier League history that a player has scored four goals and been assisted by the same person, right? So there was a lot of talk about um, about the display. And look, all Tottenham fans have seen these goals. We're not going to go in depth about all of them. But what I want to ask you, though, is whose performance was more impressive? Do you think Son's was or Kane's? Very good question. So we kind of had this mini-debate when we were given the ratings, right? So... Everyone's raving about Kane's performance. And it wasn't a surprise to me. We've touched on this before in the pod. Yeah. That especially Kane with these fast wingers. We At the time, it was Son and Bergwijn we mentioned, and even Lucas. Kane dropping deeper and feeding those guys. And I think we even mentioned what he did for England when he had Sterling and Rashford, and he did the same thing. So this is not new. We know Kane is the most underrated passer in the Premier League and probably our best passer since Ericsson's gone. So it wasn't a surprise. The one thing I will say about his passes is that one of them, I think, was to Lamella and it went to Son. And they didn't have to be great passes because Southampton's back line was 
super poor, right? So it was like Sunday football, anything over the top, pacey forward, get in. And that's what it was like to me. There was vision, but the passes weren't like, I have the needle passes. So I'm going to give Kane the nine and I'm going to give Sonny the 10 because you get through four times, third and fourth time, you think, what did I do last time? And try and change it and you end up missing or over gambling and getting it wrong. But he had four clinical finishes. I'm going to give him the edge just on that. It's not every day you score four goals and I don't think you should be upstaged by that. I know Kane scored one and got four assists. But like I said, if they'd been either needle passes, I would have given it to him. But on this occasion, Sonny had the better performance. That's fair enough. I think I think that Kane's passes whilst were very good, there was still a lot for Sonny to do. And that's what I think people are like overlooking. There were none of his finishes were easy. He made them look easy, but there was still a lot for him to do. There was a lot for him to do. Um so it looks like in that game at first, it felt like a 4-2-3-1 to me, but as it progressed, it actually became clear that it was a 4-3-3. And that we had a flat-back four, which is something that we hadn't been discussing for a while. Like we kept on thinking to ourselves that this it was going to be a like kind of lopsided um, defensive line. It didn't seem that that was the case, which is, I mean, that's the way I want us to play, so that's that was what works for me. Um, do you think that 4-3-3 is now the way forward for us, or...? With the right personnel, I'm, I think it's another thing I've been calling for a while now. And But you need the right personnel to play 4-3-3. I think with, you've got to take into account our new signings. Uh, a fit bell probably walks into the side on the right-hand side and Regulon walks into the left-back role. So it depends how he plays Regulon because he's an attack-minded fullback. And he could potentially suit a back five or a back three, depending on what you call that system. Um, but with wing backs, true wing backs. But that said, I think Doherty's role on Sunday was really good. He was very conservative. He allowed for the free man in midfield not to be completely overrun. He didn't have to go so far forward. And it was a four. And I think that's how we should play it at home. Um, definitely. And I think the tactic in the second half, which could be classed as a Marino masterclass, although I don't know if Kane did this himself, was get Son to play more centrally, um, definitely make those runs into out and him drop a bit deeper. Because that was a conscious decision, I felt, after the first goal, because um, they knew the space was behind. And I think Hoybier was um, assistant manager on the day, because I think he gave some tactics and some trade secrets from Southampton away to um, the management team. Okay, cool. Cool. I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of the 4-3-3, and I've been like that for a very long time. And I think with our best players, it actually suits. Um, that inverted winger style from, you know, Son and Bale is a really exciting prospect, especially as we've seen the way in which Kane can drop and make those passes. It's really exciting, that idea of going forward. And we also, it seems that we might make, depending on how the transfer window ends, we will have enough of a solid base to build from that, right? So, I mean, we are... Um, well, I guess we'll come to it in, in a little bit, but just the, I think the changes that we do need to make um, in the transfer window that reminds um, are absolutely key. But 4 for 3 I'm excited about that prospect. I think it allows us to be as foundationally solid as we can hope to be in the Mourinho system, whilst not being restrictive going forward. And that is huge. Um, we, a few... 
episodes ago, we went through the kind of Mourinho-esque teams we'd like to have Tottenham built in. And I was a big fan of that 4-3-3 uh, Chelsea winning side the first time around. And I think that is what we could be hoping to replicate. So it's a really exciting prospect, man. So since we played um, Southampton, um, we have had some more rumours going around in the transfer window. Um, and it seems like a backup striker and a centre-back is still top of the list. Now, we know what the name's been thrown out about um, backup strikers. We all know the, the names that have been thrown out about um, some of the centre-backs. If we can only get one of these signings in, not a player, but position-wise, where are you going to focus? Centre-back or up front? It's just the perfect um, paradox, that one, for me, because both either end of the field, and I think both are very, very important. But I'm going to have to go striker, backup striker, not even backup striker, striker. As I've mentioned on this pod, I don't see anybody that can play up front other than Kane. And don't tell me Son, because Son needs to rest when Kane's resting. They're both first-teamers, they both are going to put in miles, and they're both equally as important. So if you've got Bell, Son and Kane, and you're playing a Carling Cup game, well, it's not going to happen now, but a lesser game in the Europa League, you don't want any of those free playing. You want a capable striker, you want Bergwijn, Ali, um, Lamella, Lucas playing in that game. So for me, we can cover at the back with your mate Dyer, although he hasn't been great. Um, Sanchez, Tanganga, um, and Toby. So backup striker. You know, I agree with you. I think also it's it's worthwhile giving us a different option, a different way to play, man. Like, I know we've said it so many times, you know, this idea of a plan B, is it really that big a deal and blah, blah. Like, plan B makes it sound... Like, you just then put someone who's tall and strong up there and you just lump the ball to him until the ball bounces off his head and goes in the goal. I mean, that was our plan B in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think if we can have a different type of dynamism in there for a striker, that's give someone give the defence of the opposition something to think about. The thing about us now is that we've got to a stage where people always know what to expect. Right, and that's where you know Pochettino tried to change things, um, and it's been a slow progression, right? So when Martin Yo was there, we played the same way every game the whole time, right? Um, Harry Harry Redknapp used to make some, actually used to make some tactical tweaks, but generally, same eleven played all the time. There wasn't like a, a change of things. Then when AVB came in, he was trying to change things, and as the emergence of Bale increased, he moved into a free role, he became a bit more unpredictable, right? It's just nice to have a different way to do it. And as a master tactician, as, as many people proclaim that Marino is, you need to give him the tools to be able to go off and do that, right? So for me, a different stri- a, a different striking option allows us to do that, whereas centre-back doesn't necessarily allow us to do that. We have young centre-backs at the club. I don't think that they're great. I think Sanchez is potentially the best of them all. Toby is the best. Um, if you can find a way for them to just like learn from each other, teach from, teach each other, then that's the best you can hope for. I would rather do that and get a backup striking for sure. Because I'm sick of the we us being the only people who need who who say that no one's come to our club with only backup to um Harry Kane. I mean, did Gabriel Jesus still that he's going to come out of nowhere and usurp Aguero? 
No one thought that, right? <laughs> no one thought that. Yeah. Ariki didn't come in there thinking he was going to usurp um, Firmino. And Firmino's not even anywhere near, like, Kane's level. He works really Kane. well for Liverpool's system, but he's not on Kane's level. Like, you, you can't have this idea that, no, no, I'm not going to play. Strikers are supposed to be guys who are full of confidence about scoring goals. What kind of person, what kind of player are you if you're like, oh, I can't usurp Harry Kane? So if, if that's your mentality, we don't need you at the club anyway. That's it. That's it. Jensen. Yeah, let's not get into that. No, no. Let's not get into this. Let's not. Let's not I've got two questions for you, very quickly. Right, very quickly. Yes or no? If we were able to get a backup striker and a top-class centre back, one of the names, the two names we've been mentioned, Skriniar or um, Diaz, if we could secure both this window, but had to finance the deals with a, the sale of Ali or Delhi, would you do it? Oh, that is such a difficult question, man. Do you, see, do yeah. you mean that what, we can sign both of those centre-backs? No, we can sign what? Diaz yeah. or Skriniar, whichever one you want, and say Milik, who's the striking option that's been banded around. So Ali. Because we spent a bit of money, and uh... if we got those two... Yeah, I would, you know. Centre-back's going to cost us 50 million. No, I would. You would I do. actually would. It's so painful as well. I would. As long as Ali goes abroad, the only team player against us. Okay. But, yeah, Fine. I think I would. Okay. And the other question is, if we do sign a backup striker and get a centre-back, that's quite a bit of investment without selling players. And we're not going to sell players for major money unless we sell the likes of Delhi or Lamella. And if we want to give... Marino, the best chance of winning. We probably want to keep Delhi, um, so he can give us another option, maybe a plan C. Is this the investment that um, Pochettino should have had because he called for the rebuild? And if it is the investment he should have had, why didn't he get it? Is it because Levy was waiting for Jose? Or you know, it's, it's actually it's a mad it's a mad um, proposition because when you think about it, actually. Um, Mourinho has been backed massively, he has. But don't forget that Pochettino was also backed to the tune of 150 mil before he left, right? He he did say he wanted he did say it was gonna be a painful rebuild. He did say that to his credit, like he did say that. I think the rebuild started too late. I think it should have started the season beforehand. Um and I think Levy ended up doing quite a bit, but it was still too late by the time he started. And so it's like, now we've started this rebuild, it's going to be painful. It hasn't started as soon as it happened. And by that time, I think he'd lost, Poch had lost the, the dressing room to a certain extent. So I think that's why. I think it was it was wrong. And I think I think also, by all accounts, it's quite difficult with Pochettino because Pochettino wanted his targets and he couldn't get those targets he didn't want anyone. He said that. He said that many times in press conferences. I've made my targets clear and if you can't get me who I want, then I don't want anyone. Don't just sign people for, for signing the same. Because he, he'd been burnt by that with, you know, Benjamin Stambouli and George Kevin Nkudu. Like, he had people who were supposed to fill a hole, but they, he didn't want them. So then what did he do? He couldn't do anything with that. So I think it's just an unfortunate circumstance. And I think he he was backed too late. Mourinho, uh, Mourinho was backed um, at the beginning of his tenure. <coughs> and unfortunately, excuse me, has reached the benefits of the mistakes that I think Levy knows he made with Pochettino. <coughs> I don't think I think people okay. I think people underestimate how difficult that was for him to get rid of Pochettino. I think people think it was like a, it was a minor because Levy's fired so many people before. But 
Yeah. Even I remember when Pochettino was um, being brought to the club, and I wanted Louis Van Gaal. I was like, I wanted him instead because I'm like, did you? Yeah, because I wanted him instead because to me, Tottenham had gone such a long time about winning. This is the first time we could get someone who plays attractive football and has got a history of winning and playing with like big, big players, superstars. Van Gaal had done that. Mm. When Van Gaal was looking after um, Barcelona, like p- people forget, like they played like immaculate football. It was so sexy the football that Van Gaal played at Barcelona, and he's he'd won things. So to me, I was like, why would you get a, a coach who hasn't won things? But in fact, the philosophy and the foundation that he built at Spurs obviously went on to be magnificent. Some of the best years that we've had at Tottenham fans. But he was ultimately backed too late, and that that was the, that was the undoing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a spot on assignment appointment at the time because of the youth we had, and it was flourishing. So we can't look back anymore. We look forward with Mourinho. Um, he's getting the signings he wants and everyone's saying it and I'm loving the fact that every player is saying it. It's time to win a trophy. With this team, it's time to win a trophy. Bell walks in the door. You've got another Harry Kane S type player. You've got the best out of other players to come. So let's get in. Let's win a trophy. Let's do it playing 4 4 3 with the versatility of being able to play 4 2 3. So I'm all for it. I'm nah, definitely I'm all for it. For sure. So we um, have beaten, I'm not even going to be able to say their name. I, I was hoping you would try. No, 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 no. no because no, no. I have no idea no, how we even to begin. I'm just going to come out there and try and say uh, this Macedonian's like, you know what, <laughs> to be honest, like it's going to be hard and I'm going to butcher it, but out of respect, I'm going to say it. I'm going to try to say the name. So that's go on, but that's disrespectful because you're not going to get it right. But go on. No, no, but I'm, I'm trying it. It's disrespectful. What you would, would you rather <laughs> left them nameless? That's actually disrespectful. Imagine just going, Oi, them lot, come on. Um, so, uh, second, second, Deja, second, Deja, um, out of Macedonia, and um, we beat him 3 1. <coughs> it was like, um, it was like an okay game, um, from, from what I've read. I didn't watch it, um, I was following it. Um, radio, commentary. I mean, we had a little bit of a scare because we wouldn't be Tottenham unless we did. Um, but in the end, ran out fairly comfortable winners. Um, the stats were heavily in our favour. Um, we probably made more work of it than we should have done. But we created a lot of chances. Um, and our passing success rate was good. Um, yeah, so I think now... I'm, I guess what I'll ask you is how you think that that's going to impact our preparation for Newcastle. So, just to remind you what the team was, we lined up in a four, four, three, three. I would say. Um, so we had Hart, had Oreo back in the fold amongst the transfer speculation. Sanchez, Alderweireld, captain the side with Ben Davis filling that left back. We had Lamella, Winks, Domele. Um, Bergwijn, Ali and Son Son got two assists and a goal Lamella got a goal Harry Kane got a goal after coming on as a substitute um, The Celso also came on Lucas Moura came on because Have Tottenham really played if you don't see Lucas Moura running around the pitch? Probably not So um, I guess how do you think that that's going to impact how we set up against Newcastle? Before I answer that, I just want to add a bit of context to some of the things and do a bit of a Dombele watch, as we like to do. Yep. Uh, think he, I think he was okay. He lasted. He lasted. He played in 
played in a two with Delhi further forward in the eight, eight and a half role. Um, it was interesting. I just want to point out that when people may blame Delhi for the goal for some reason, just because the ball gets lost up front, he's not actually responsible, but he kind of huffs a little bit and then kind of wanders back slowly, but then remembered that he's trying to impress and then sprinted back. But he was be um, the wrong side of the ball when the ball was struck. Now, it wasn't his responsibility to get in front of the ball. He just happened to be coming back. And if you just look at it in isolation, it was almost like, well, if you had been back there, you may have been able to stop it. But it was a screamer. I thought Hart was at fault. But when looking at it again from behind the goal, it was a screamer went in. And it's typical Spurs. We dominated the game. And we kind of went at three-quarter pace. And it's one of those games where you go at three-quarter pace because you know you're head and shoulders above the rest and you've got that game on Sunday coming up. And to your point, there are a lot of players in that side that will play on Sunday. So what I think will happen is obviously Hart won't be in goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Sanchez must have some immaculate levels of fitness because if you remember, Poch always used to play him Thursday or Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, twice a week, and rotate for Tongan or Toby. So I see Sanchez playing again on um, Sunday. Obviously, Doherty comes in at right back. I see Regulon making his debut at left back as well, um, hopefully. He hasn't trained with the side yet, no, but I thought, I'm hoping he comes in on Sunday. I thought, I thought the, the images of him training um, on. this week. Say that again. I thought there have been images of him training this week. By himself. He's not trained with the first team yet this week. So he's been doing training with the physios. And they obviously flew out to Macedonia before he got to train with them. So when they come back, um, tomorrow will be a rest day. So I see him training with them on Saturday um, before the home game. And maybe he makes his debut um, on Sunday. I mean, Mourinho talked it up during a week that potentially would see him Um by Sunday, but we knew we wouldn't see him before. Mm. So Hoybier obviously comes back in to midfield. Le Celso's always going to play, uh, I feel. I think uh, Winks will play, even though he started today. Um, it'll be a combination. Maybe he brings in Sissoko. I can't see it. I think he likes the access for some reason of Winks and Hoybier. And I think it'll be one of Dombele or Le Celso for this game. Uh, Son didn't start, so obviously Son on the left, goal-scoring form. Uh, Kane up top, no doubt. And Lucas was on the bench, so Lucas again starts. So that's the lineup for me. Mad, mad. Look. I mean, and the Vélez, um performance this um, this game was good, having complete 90 minutes. Um, and to have shown like, a level of fitness, it seems like... It seems like he's been trusted, um, which is massive, yes. massive, massive for his confidence. Um, I just hope that he gets pushed um, to play against Newcastle. It might come too soon, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping he plays um, against Newcastle, and hopefully we can see the dream midfield that we're we're looking at. Um, it'll be. It, I'm excited for the game. I'm excited for the game because I, I think it adds another kind of. It's the, it's the next step in the evolution of what we expect the team to look like, which is a really exciting prospect. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
What was interesting to note as well when um, the Celso came on was that Dombele was trusted with being the deepest man and uh, in the base and Lo Celso went further forward. Yeah. So that was interesting because obviously Lo Celso's played there, not in a one, but I don't think Dombele's played there in a one for Spurs anyway. And in no, yeah, Leon, he never played there in a no. one. So that was interesting that he was chosen to do that. And maybe that's because he was um, desperate for oxygen and <laughs> Marino thought he would sit back and didn't have to run as much. But he still seemed to do okay. And it's interesting the players trust him with the ball. Uh, there was a little pattern of triangles and Kane was looking. You know, Kane would like to do a forward pass, but gave it to Dombele. I'm looking to and see a little more. Like, I want to see more patterns of play yeah. in, in our games. I, I feel like we've missed that for a very long time. It will come. It will definitely come. And I'm, I'm hopeful on Sunday because Newcastle have obviously won one, lost one. We have to be aware of Andy Carroll. He hasn't scored yet. Um, he's good in the air, as we all know. Callum Wilson's going to be good to the old one-two, up to the big man flick on. We've got to be wary of. I think Sanchez. Yeah, but I think Dyer will play that game because Dyer is probably the biggest presence we have in the air. Um, And we're going to need Sanchez to match up with Callum Wilson. So, yeah, we're going to have to see, mate. We're going to have to see, but um, sounds like exciting prospects. Yep, 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 yep. Can I talk about um, league position? Because obviously if we win that, we'll probably cement ourselves for the short term in the uh, top six, maybe top eight, where we need to be, Mm. need to be kicking on. And I think that would be good. And I just want to talk about the league, because I think on the Fantasy League, um, I think you came off the bottom very briefly um, over the weekend. You know what? See that transition? These updates aren't even necessary. Why? They're not even necessary. We said... They're not like. We what do you mean your updates or the leagues? We don't updates? need to talk about this though. Why do we need? It's, it's our no. fantasy football league. It's the shelf pod. It's called at shelf. No, no. Pod. Listen, I know it's called. League. I know it's called. Yeah, but I'm just saying, people are busy. Basically, like, is it something <laughs> that they need to get into? I just don't think but, so. I don't think so. Like, look. What? I see. I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, I see what you're trying to do. Right, but the only league I'm actually interested in. Yeah. The Premier League. That's what I'm interested in. Okay? That's what I'm interested in. Where are we in the Premier League? Listen, I don't want to talk about that either. Listen, I've got some <laughs> tweaks to make to my squad. I've got some tweaks to make to my squad, right? But when I make those tweaks, yeah? Just that when the Dominic starts firing, it's over for you bitches, yeah? I'm just saying it right now. Anyway, everyone... everyone you know, until a, then, until up, then, up, until up, then, up, until then. Everyone enjoy it. Everyone enjoy it, but I'm coming forward Mercurial... Maestros. Yeah, man, listen, say the name with uh, respect, bro. <laughs> I tell you how you said that. I tell you how you said that. You said that with like a scoff in your, in your tone. I don't, I don't want to hear that. So say the name, say it properly. I was just making sure. No, just making sure I didn't misread it. Um, there's a lot of pressure reading that names after you so eloquently said the team's name of the Europa League side we played today and did okay. So I just want to shout your team. You have strong shoulders. You have a strong back <laughs> because you're supporting the rest of the league. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Cool, shout to. 
Matt Ergen, who tops the table this week. He got a massive week um, score points of 79, which puts him on top with 94 and season goals of 11. He's actually sitting 13,616th overall, which is not bad. His side is called Kid, Kid, Kidolio FK. If I've mispronounced that, my bad. I will work on that for next week if you remain top. Um, Tony Barnes has dropped to second Owen the Spurs and Bruce Ives is third with whoop whoop is the sound of the Loris. That's a great flipping like. name. So that, that name. Shout out to those guys. He's run it for me with that um, name. Shout out to Kwabna sitting. He's run out. Um, that, he's, he's run it with that name for in, me. Um, yeah. That name's a winner. That name is a winner. <laughs> the sound of Loris. Right, that's genius. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that wraps up that wraps up another episode of the Shell Side Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Um, Andrew, again, thank you for your time, your insights. Um, not so much for your harmful banter, which has been damaging to my confidence. So, no thank you for that. Um, <laughs> can I damage your confidence? I don't want to talk about it. You told me you don't have a sock in your pants, I said, so I said, I how can I damage I don't your confidence? Don't talk about it, yeah? Don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. So anyway, it's good night for me. <laughs> It is good night from me, but I just want to do one last thing. You almost made me disrespect our listeners overseas. I've got some new cities that I want to big up quickly. See, I said that. I made um, them do that. Imagine. Yeah, you, you, you. Just because you wanted to run away from being um, supporting the rest. Can of we the respect? League. Anyway, our, our listeners, please give us shoutouts. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, shout out to the massive in Georgia, um, Tbilisi. Shouts to you. Shouts to the guys in Australia, in Forestville, and in Kellyville. All the Vils. All the Vils. Yeah, sound like Dreamville. Hey, Cole, where are you at? Um, so shout to those guys. And shout to one of the guys that hit us up on Facebook. So we're on Facebook as well, guys. So find us on all the socials, Insta, Twitter, and um, Facebook. And Andy Merry is his name. He's in Australia as well, I believe. And he just said, keep up the good work. 20 shows and going strong. Shout out from Brisbane, Australia. Bang, bang. So, Brisbane is boarded. Thank you very much, In man. the his house. Appreciate the love. Appreciate yeah. the love. We will continue to make that content so, for you and all those like you. And all those who are yeah, like so you. So if you want to hit us up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, man. We're on the shelf side. Pod shelf pod is where you can find us on Twitter or socials. Um, listen, we really appreciate those reviews. So five stars only because we only give you five star content. Um, like I said, you can follow us on um, Shelf Pod for all the rants, predicted team lineups, um, fantasy updates, opinions, um, and facts all around everything Spurs. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for listening, guys. And um, I think it's time for us to run the outro. Yeah.